This is the Christian Life Center podcast. Here at CLC, we are messengers of hope, where we believe in taking God's message of hope everywhere we go to everyone we meet. From wherever you are, be encouraged by this week's message. A true story, a bar in Mount Vernon, Texas called Drummond's began construction to expand their building. They were hoping to grow their business. Well, in response, the local Southern Baptist Church started a campaign to block the bar from expanding. They made petitions, they began to pray, and they began to fast. After a week before the bar's grand opening, a bolt of lightning struck the bar and burned it to the ground. Can I hear an amen? Afterwards, the church folks got a little smug and they began to brag about the power of prayer and fasting and what God had done. Well, the angry bar owner eventually sued the church on the grounds that the church was ultimately responsible for the demise of his business through direct actions or indirect means. Well, of course, the church denied all responsibility or any connection to the building's demise. Well, the judge, reading carefully through the plaintiff's complaint and the defendant's reply, he then opened up the hearing by saying, I don't know how I'm going to decide this because it appears from the paper that what we have here is a bar owner that believes in the power of prayer and fasting and an entire church congregation that does not believe in prayer and fasting. Well, I'm here to tell you today that this church still believes in the power of prayer and fasting. If the Muslims fast, if the Hindus fast, if the Buddhists fast, I'm telling you the church of Jesus Christ needs to believe and embrace what the Bible teaches and that is there is power, say power, in prayer and fasting. Today I want to stir your heart for what's coming. Supernatural access. That's what I believe God is about to release over you. Do you receive it in Jesus' name? You see, all through the Bible, we see the power of prayer and fasting. We see that Jesus fasted for 40 days. In fact, Jesus fasted to overcome temptation and to give him strength during his times of testing and the power that he was going to need for his ministry. We see that Moses fasted. Moses fasted when he, uh, when he was going to receive the Ten Commandments. Elijah fasted. Elijah fasted for 40 days. We see Daniel. Daniel, we're going to look at him in a moment, fasted for 21 days. Paul makes reference to fasting on multiple occasions. We see in one instance, he fasted for 10 days. Another, he fasted for 14 days. And another, he fasted for seven. And he would always say, while I was fasting. The early church fasted. In fact, Peter talks about it. And he, he encourages the early church. And we see that they fasted for three days. Now, what I want you to know about fasting is that fasting is not as much about food as it is your focus. Write that down. It's about your focus. It's not a blank, but write it off to the side. That is what fasting does is it begins to focus us and align us to the will and the purpose of God. 
It's not so much about saying no to my body as it is to say yes to the spirit of God. That I begin to say yes to God in his way and his purpose. It's not just doing without, but it's beginning to look within and beginning to say, God, bring an alignment and begin to do something so that I can hear you and I can see you and I can begin to move in you like I've not been moving and hearing and seeing before. Can I hear an amen? It's not just an outward response, but, but it's an attitude of my heart. It's an attitude of my soul where I'm beginning to align things. Some reasons that we see biblically that uh, uh, biblical characters fasted were many. We see that Ezra fasted to solve problems. He, he fasted because there was a heavy burden and he wanted to break that heavy burden. For some of you, your supernatural access is going to break a heavy burden that you've been carrying that isn't meant for you to carry it, but it's only going to be broken through prayer and fasting. Say, I receive it in Jesus' name. Samuel fasted. He fasted when he wanted to win people and when he wanted to, he wanted to, to begin to overcome some negative emotions and even some negative habits in his life. We see that Samuel fasted uh, to overcome. We, we see Elijah fasted. We see Paul in making decisions. Paul fasted. He needed the mind of God. He needed wisdom from God. And so he began to fast. Oh, what I like about Daniel and John the Baptist is that they fasted to have influence for Christ. If my fasting comes around any theme, it's usually that theme. Is God give us influence for your kingdom, for your purposes, and for your namesake. We see Daniel and John the Baptist fasted for influence. Nehemiah fasted before starting a major project. Maybe you're about to embark on a major decision in your life. Before you make that decision, you need to consecrate and have some time of prayer and fasting. Fasting. Esther fasted to, to receive protection from the evil one. Jesus, as I already mentioned, fasted to gain victory over temptation. What I'm here to tell you today, as we get ready to cross over into 2020, I believe that fasting is going to give you supernatural access. Touch a neighbor and say, you're going to get supernatural access. God is a supernatural God. And when you surrender your life to Christ and you give your life to the Lord, I believe that all of a sudden the spirit of God begins to do a work in us and God begins, we become, our spirits become awakened to the spirit of God and the living God begins to bring us into a supernatural realm. As we come into the supernatural realm through the connection of our spirit with God's spirit, the access that begins to be released is God's desire and God's will. But it requires me to be in alignment. It requires me to be tuned in and to begin to understand and to receive the mind of Christ to walk in the will of the Lord. I believe that fasting is the key that gives us supernatural access. We see it all through the scripture of what happens when believers fast and pray. 
today, I'm going to give you a few simple thoughts. And these thoughts are things that happen when we receive supernatural access. To begin with, I want you to turn with me to Luke. We're going to look at three scriptures. Luke chapter 5 is our first scripture today. And what I want you to understand when we get into Luke chapter 5 is supernatural access challenges, and you can take your notes and write it in, natural thinking. When you begin to access the supernatural, it will challenge my natural thoughts. It'll challenge my natural rhythms and routines and, 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 and what I believe and what I perceive to be true. Supernatural access challenges the natural realm. As we stand at a door coming in the 2020, a door, it's a doorway to a greater dimension of the spirit. This supernatural access that God will release on every single one of us, this supernatural access comes by way of prayer and fasting. I want you to see here in Luke chapter five, because the problem with natural thinking is natural thinking blocks supernatural access. When I let my thoughts, my logic, when I begin to allow what I believe to be true and what I believe is reality, when I allow that to overcome the spirit realm of what God's desiring to do, it blocks supernatural access. Look with me, Luke chapter 5. Luke 5 and verse 4 is where I'm going to begin. We're going to look at several verses here in, in Luke chapter 5. Luke 5 verse 4, when he had finished speaking, Jesus says to Simon, Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Now Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the net. Now here, if you ever go with us to Israel, we will go to this very spot where this takes place. It's always a very moving spot. And we unpack even more from the story of what Jesus was doing and teaching and lessons that were being uh, spoken into the disciples but here is Simon with all of his buddies, the fishermen, all that, that had been working. The scripture here tells us that they've been working all night long with no result. Now there's somebody here that I believe that there's something that's going to be released in these next few weeks in your life because you've been working You've been trying, you've been trying to make some things happen, you've been pushing and, and laboring, working, but there's not been any fruit, no, no fruit, there's not been any release, and I believe that something is about to be released over you. Can I hear an amen? You've been waiting, you've been working, and you haven't seen the fruit. But what Jesus says to Peter is, Peter, go on out a little bit further. And I think that's prophetic. Go, go out a little bit further. Go beyond. Go deeper than where you've been. Begin to do something that you've not done before. Begin to push out a little bit more to get what I know you're about to receive. If you go with us to Israel, we'll go across the Sea of Galilee. It's little, it's really a big lake is what it is. And 
And we'll go across the Sea of Galilee. We'll actually sometimes even cast a net. And I've never been out on the Sea of Galilee and cast the net and caught a fish, ever. We, I've never caught a fish. And every time I'm out there and we do that, it reminds me of this story because they'd been fishing all night long and they didn't catch anything. But at the sound of what Jesus told them to do, and that's go beyond, go a little deeper, go out a little bit more, go out further than where you've been, and now they cast the net. What did Jesus do is he commanded those fish. <laughs> That's supernatural access. He, he commanded the fish to go right to that net. It wasn't that they just pushed out to where the fish were. They'd been fishing all night long. No, if you're a fisherman, you know, if you're not catching something, you move to a new spot. You're not gonna keep fishing a dead hole. You're gonna move to a new hole and you're gonna get to a new spot. But Jesus commands, and as he commanded it, something happened. Now this year, I believe that as we go a little bit deeper and as we go beyond and as we go deeper and further and go out then uh, further than where we've been in the natural and where I've been in my own mind and thinking and logic, that all of a sudden something is going to happen because God is releasing something in the heavens and there is a supernatural access that gets released over my life. That the shackles that have been limiting you are broken in the name of Jesus. That it's broken over you. That vision is given to you. And all of a sudden where there's been no passion, where there's been no purpose, where you've been just going through motions, now all of a sudden there's something that gets in your spirit. And all of a sudden something begins to turn and you're going to look back a year from now and I'm praying that you're going to see God gave you supernatural access this year. Turn to a neighbor, say, go deeper. Go beyond. You see, in the natural, this seemed crazy. It seemed crazy. Jesus was challenging Simon Peter's natural reasoning. I mean, I, I feel what Peter's saying is, is master, we've been fishing all night long. We are the fishermen. Fishing is our business. This is what we do. You're not a fisherman. You're a carpenter. You're a construction worker. I am the fisherman, and you're telling me what to do. It was challenging. It was crazy, his natural thinking. But what Jesus was wanting to show him, and it's the point right here, is if you want supernatural access, you've got to challenge your natural thinking. The doctor's report may say it's not possible. Things are not looking good. It doesn't seem like there's anything else that we can do. But I'm telling you, that's natural thinking. There's supernatural access that God wants to release. Your job situation, where you're at in work right now. Things may not go really well. Maybe, maybe you're not even employed right now. Some things have happened. The bank account might be running low, and you don't know how you're even going to make it through the month. You barely made it through Christmas. And the natural thinking is that, man, how is this going to work out? Man, how am I, am I going to make it for my family? How am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to do this? Or how am I going to do that? But I'm here to tell you today that when we begin to trust 
When we begin to walk in the divine will and the purpose of God, the supernatural access that God gives to you and I goes beyond the natural thinking, goes beyond my natural emotions and feelings, but I've got to push out. Say, push out. I gotta go further, I gotta go beyond, I gotta get deeper than where I've been right now. Can I hear an amen in the house? Supernatural access. Supernatural access, first of all, challenges natural thinking. What I believe is gonna happen over the next few weeks is that there is going to be a challenge in your mind and in your emotions that you are going to have to challenge. Nobody else can challenge it but you. The doubts, the fears, the frustrations, the, the negativity, the woe is me, nothing's going to change. It's always going to be this way. You don't know my past. You don't know what's happened. You don't know where I'm at. You're going to have to challenge that. You're going to have to take control, take every thought captive, make it subject to Jesus and make it subject to Christ because God has a plan and as you learn to walk in that plan, you can begin to have the joy and the peace and contentment of knowing that you're in the will of God. But you got to challenge the natural thinking. A second thing I want you to understand is when you challenge natural thinking, it brings revelation to you. See, supernatural access gives us revelation. One of the most powerful things about prayer and fasting is the revelation that comes during these times. Look with me here in Luke. Let's continue our story in verse 6. When they did what he asked him to do, push out a little bit further, they did it. Because you've commanded it, I will do it. They, they, be, they begin to do it, and it says they caught such a large number of fish that their nets begin to break. Can I hear an amen in the house? So they signaled to all of their other partners in the other boats to come and to help them. And as they came, they filled both boats so full that they even began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and he said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all of his companions were astonished at all the catch, the catch of fish that they had taken in that day. Here I see, and I want you to understand, that when you access the heavenlies, supernatural access will release revelation to you. You see, this wasn't just about catching fish, but this was about a revelation that God, through Christ, was wanting to reveal to Peter and all of the companions that are around. When we continue to read this story and look at it, if we were to go deeper, you would see that there were some things that Jesus was teaching Peter. And what I've learned, and, and it's a lesson that, that I've understood, especially during times of, of prayer and fasting, is that one word from God can change and unlock everything in my life. When I begin to pray and fast, what happens is that supernatural access that I get will begin to bring revelation. Say one word. One word from God. Revelation. Supernatural access will begin to awaken some things in your life. The one thing that I know, when I overcome in times of fasting, what am I overcoming? Well, I'm overcoming the flesh. 
I'm overcoming hunger. I'm overcoming a desire to eat. And I'm overcoming thoughts that says, I can't do this. Overcoming all of the reasons and the logic of why I should go ahead and eat. And it's okay to eat. And, and everything that my mind begins to tell me. When I overcome that, I then get into a place into a place where revelation can begin to be a download for me, where I can have an encounter with God. And, and, and in that encounter with God, God will open my ears and my eyes and my heart and my spirit. And all of a sudden, it's like a download that's coming in from heaven. Now, it's not nonstop because I keep having to fight the flesh. The flesh says, feed me, feed me, feed me. The flesh says, give me more, give me food, I'm hungry. But man, what I need to do is to feed the spirit more than I need to feed the flesh so that I can receive from God. See, what I've learned through the years is most people don't have a physical condition when it comes to fasting that keeps them from fasting. They have a fleshly condition. They have the condition of the flesh that says, feed me. I'm hungry. I want something to eat. And in that, they give in to those urges. But when we begin, because you said so, Peter said, because you spoke, I will let down these nets. In that kind of encounter with God, God begins to speak and he begins to reveal. Remember that, that God is not natural. He's supernatural. And in the supernatural, when I begin to link my spirit with his spirit, there begins to be a release that begins to come into my life. You see, the problem for many is, and the problem right now, is that too many are fasting God's word and they're feasting on food. And if we would flip this thing around, and if we would learn to fast food and feast in the word, we would get supernatural access, and that supernatural access will give you revelation for where you're at in your life, and what you're walking through, and what God wants to do. Now, I know I'm speaking to a sea of quietness right now, because I'm challenging the flesh, and the flesh can get very, very, very hard to, to break through. You should see your faces right now. I mean, they're like puckering up, and arms are being folded, and it's like, just see if you can get me to fast, you know. But the problem for too many is we're fasting the word and we're feasting on food and God wants us to flip it around and begin to fast food and feast in the word so that we can get supernatural access from him. It's through the spirit. It's through the spirit that we become spiritual people. It's through the spirit that we get supernatural revelation that goes beyond the norm. You don't need to fast. You don't need to pray to look around you and see what's happening. That's no revelation. That's what's happening around you. But when you fast, when you pray, when you begin to access the spirit realm, there is revelation that gets released to you. Supernatural revelation comes out of supernatural encounters with God. Not every day of my fasting do, do I feel like God is speaking. In fact, my mind begins to play tricks on me on those days. Well, God's not speaking. God's already done. He's already spoken to you. You might as well go ahead and eat. You already got all you were going to get. And my mind starts speaking. My body starts urging. I mean, I'm telling you, you just wait and see. You make a commitment to fast during the 21 days, and you're going to notice every food commercial that comes on TV. 
that pizza that you wouldn't eat all year long looks so good. You know, that burger. Oh, man. I mean, you're going to look at everything, and everything starts hitting your senses. But what you're doing is you're denying the flesh. You're, you're, you're denying this physical realm so that you can begin to get something in the supernatural realm. Peter fell to his knees. And as he got down on his knees, it was because there was a revelation and there was an encounter that came. And I'm telling you, when you begin to access the supernatural, you'll find yourself humbling yourself, getting down, beginning to pray and beginning to seek the Lord and beginning to say, God, I need a fresh word. I need a new word. I need a revelation from you. It's abiding in Christ and and learning to receive that supernatural revelation that God wants to give. This is what I know is your spirit, your spirit is craving the presence of God. Your spirit is craving communion with God. What I know is when you get a word from God and you get revelation from God, it'll see you through no matter what you walk through. Doesn't mean it'll change it, but it'll give you a peace and a confidence and wisdom and vision as you walk through it. The enemy of your soul does everything he can to try to bind us and hinder us and block us from accessing supernatural revelation that comes. But God wants to release it to you. Can I hear an amen in the house? Look with me at another scripture you have here in your outline, Ephesians Chapter 1, in verse 15, the Apostle Paul becomes so aware of the necessity of spiritual insight that it was a major prayer focus for his spiritual sons and daughters. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, he says this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints... I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, look here, underline this, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? So that you may know him better. I pray also So not only will you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation, but also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, underline it, may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. Here, he prays for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's praying that it would be activated in their lives, that we would have divine guidance, that we would have insight, that we would have wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is taking the ways of God, the words of God, the principles of God, and learning how to apply it to my life so that I can live it out and I can walk it out. Paul was praying that they would have wisdom and revelation and and understanding. What I'm telling you is that supernatural access brings revelation. For 21 days, we're going to be calling our church to a season of prayer and fasting. It's going to begin on January 6th. So not next Saturday or next Sunday, but that following Monday, 
We will begin the 21 days on that Monday. So not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. And in that 21 days, we're going to be challenging you and asking you as a church to begin to pray and to begin to fast. I don't know what fast God would lead you to do, and we'll talk about the types of fasts next week and and help you to understand it. What I want you to do is begin to prepare your heart for it and begin to ask God to help you to get ready for it. One thing that we will be giving you is next week on Sunday, next Sunday, we will give you the Faith Goals card, the, the Faith Goals for 2020. I'll talk to you next week about how to write faith goals and and what do you do with your faith goals. And therefore, during the 21 days, in those 21 days, God can be giving you wisdom and understanding and revelation for the faith goals that he is desiring to see released in your life. I believe that in these 21 days, we're going to see it. Turn with me one more scripture. I'm going to to bring us to a conclusion. Our worship team can go ahead and, and come on back. Let's turn to Daniel chapter 10. I want to give you the last two thoughts here. Daniel chapter 2, 10, verse 2, shows how prayer and fasting affects the unseen world. Verse 2, in those days I, Daniel, had been mourning for three entire weeks. I did not eat any tasty food. Tasty food means desirable food. That's why I wrote it in there. Desirable food. No desirable food. Now this is called the Daniel fast. The Daniel fast where he didn't eat meat or wine did not touch my mouth, enter my mouth, nor did I use any ointment at all until the entire three weeks were completed. In verse three, he says, I I didn't have any desirable food. The Daniel fast known for fruits, vegetables, greens, for three weeks. The Daniel fast is one of the most popular fasts. If you've not fasted at all, you may want to start with the Daniel fast. If you've been a believer for any time at all, I believe for you, the Daniel fast is a launching pad to access and to go deeper into other things. You see, we we have forgotten that fasting is a spiritual discipline. I'm disappointed in my colleagues in ministry because they, they try to justify a way to the churches why you don't have to fast. Or they try to make it as easy as they can for you. And what they're missing as congregations, when we, when we make it as easy as possible is that we don't break through and we don't go deeper. You see, you got to go deeper. You got to push out further. Fasting isn't just about the food, but it breaks open the heavens and it gets you into a realm. It's not about, it's not about dieting. It's not about losing weight. In fact, a couple years ago, the Lord convicted me, don't even step on the scales during the 21 days because I I didn't want it about the weight 
I didn't want it about what I was doing. I, I was doing this. I needed to get back to the right motive. And that was supernatural access. Daniel said, I mourned, I, I prayed, I, 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 I fasted for 21 days. Go down a few verses in verse 10. Just then a, a hand touched me. Man. Wow, he was fasting and seeking God for 21 days. A hand touched me and lifted me up. I was still trembling to my hands and to my knees. Wow. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. That word precious is the same word for desirable. It's the same word that we, we read about earlier that there was no tasty food, desirable food. He says, you are very precious, desirable to God. So listen carefully. Listen to the revelation, to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I've been sent to you. When he said this to me, I stood up, and I was still trembling. A hand touched me, and he lifted me up, and I was trembling. I mean, that's what fasting does is it humbles us. It breaks, it, 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 it breaks the, the hardness of the heart. It strips away all of the layers. As you begin to feed your spirit and overcome your flesh, man, there's a unity that comes. In verse 11, he says, you're precious to God. You're, you're greatly beloved. And as I said, it's the same word as desirable. So you see the link. I didn't eat any desirable food and I become desirable to God. What am I saying is when you fast, man, your union with God and, and the connection with God makes it where God, man, he, he won't love you anymore, but man, the, the, the blessing of God and, 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 and the, 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 just the, the joy that comes to God because of who you are and what you're becoming. But more than that, the download that's coming in, the revelation that he's given to you will enable you to walk in his perfect will. So if you're taking notes, write it down. This is what we just saw. Supernatural access brings favor from God. Favor from the Lord brings favor. Daniel, we see Look at verse 12 in our story. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray, you were praying for understanding and to humble yourself before your God. Your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. But... For 21 days, the spirit, lowercase s, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, the warring angel, 
one of the archangels came to help me and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, I ain't got time to go deep into that. But what I'm telling you is, man, when we begin to pray and fast, it begins to give supernatural access. And I'm telling you, there's a war in the heavenlies to get the blessings and the favor and the kiss of God and the touch of God that God wants to release on your life. And you've got to keep persevering and persisting and pushing through so that God can continue to release that favor over your life. For 21 days, isolate yourself. Find times to get in your car at lunch so you can just pray that you can worship or take a walk where you can get alone with God. Times that you would normally eat. Let it be times of devotion and seeking Him because what's happening is the kiss of heaven is falling on you. The touch of heaven is coming down upon you. For 21 days, Monday through Friday, every night, we have a prayer service. If you've never been a part of them, we'll usually have 100 to 150 people each night that'll come for prayer. We're usually meeting next door in the Family Life Center. It's a one-hour prayer time. What I love about it, I try to go to as many as I can. What I love about it is it just helps me reset every day. It helps me get back in alignment every day. We pray about different points. We, we walk around the different areas of your life, and we begin to pray on those different areas, giving you prayer points and, and things that you can pray about. Next Sunday, next Sunday, we will give you Next Sunday, the prayer guide for 21 days. Our staff have produced it. It's a little two-minute devotion every day that'll deal with different areas that we believe over the 21 days that God is wanting us to focus on as a congregation. You'll get that next week. We'll release it next Sunday. It'll start next Monday. And for 21 days, every day, what we're doing is we're unifying. We're bringing ourselves into a place where God's favor and God's touch can come upon us. Lastly, what I know happens with supernatural access is that there is a spiritual release. When you persist in prayer and fasting, there is a breakthrough. Revelation releases miracles and breakthrough. When you begin to push through in prayer and fasting, we begin to move so far into the blessings of God that our family and our friends and people around us are affected because of what God is doing in and through your life. The supernatural in your life will bring blessings in the lives of those around you I felt the Lord strongly strongly emphasize in my heart that this year fasting for many of you is not about you it's not about your breakthrough or your faith goals in and of themselves but that your fasting is for others your fasting is for family. It's maybe for friends. It's maybe over our community. Every year when I fast, it's usually nothing about me. It's always about our congregation and about what God wants to do in South Florida. And I'm believing that there is a spiritual release. A spiritual release that's about to be released over you. I've brought this year three, or bringing this year three speakers that I believe are ordained by God 
for such a time as this. Maria Khalil was healed of stage four, borderline stage five cancer just last year. She's a local pastor. She had done her dissertation, doctoral dissertation on spiritual warfare and healing about five or seven years ago. She came down with cancer. She wasn't able to get in the pulpit for over six months. She began to she began to battle for her healing. It was a spiritual fight and a spiritual battle. It wasn't just coming to a prayer meeting and saying, God, touch me. But it was a battle and it was a spiritual fight. And she walks through what she did, what she battled and how she battled. And as she does it, it begins to open up the ways that God will use us to open up the heavens and have a supernatural access and blessing. And she comes, we're going to have that morning a divine healing service. Now, as you saw, we're not telling you when or who is coming on which week. So don't come and ask me or the staff, when's Pastor Moses coming? Or when is Maria coming? When's the healing service? Or, 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 or when is John Kilpatrick coming? I just want to tell you, don't miss a Sunday in January. Because I believe that there is going to be a spiritual release. Daniel's story is so powerful because it was a spiritual battle in the heavenlies. Not with God and Satan, but with the angelic forces. And man, when we pray in fasting, man, there is a spiritual warfare that begins to take place. What we do physically releases spiritual power. I believe it with all of my heart. If this ministry is making an impact in your life, why not help us make an impact on the lives of others by partnering with us today? You can give through our CLC app or at clcftl.org forward slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe for more inspiring messages like this. Now go and be messengers of hope.